Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 92. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey, oh, how y'all feeling today? I'm feeling great, man. I'm excited. Good golly, Miss Molly. Good golly. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. See what I did? It's good. You know what's weird? I feel like that was everyone's like football video back in the day. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're back to discuss life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. What's yes, Real sir. Talk? You know the drill. Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Like everything. I just said. Up above, you'll see a link, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Click the link, go down to submit a question, hit that button, it'll pull up a form fillable box, tippity-tap your question, topic, comment in, hit submit, it'll go in completely anonymous, couldn't find you if you try. Yes, sir. If we tried. So, um, maybe there's questions you have about, I don't know. Christianity, God, faith, Jesus, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going through a struggle, you feel uncomfortable asking your pastor about it or someone you know just because you feel a little weird about it. This is a safe place to do that. Mm. We don't promise to have all the right answers all the time, but I promise you this. We're taking it seriously, and we'll do our best and forget to point you to the Bible. <laughs> forget the rest, yeah. <laughs> Tony Horton. Yep. He does, he does one of the best little click and go things when he's talking about just go to beachbody.com he's like I don't, he, the way he does it is so good can't do it I like Tony Horton can't replicate I'd like to be his friend dude he, honestly I would too he's a good guy he, he might uh, be a horrible jerk but he seems like he would be he seems genuine so I watched a uh, I watched a little bit of him in P90X3 which mm-hmm. came out later and he's much he seems sad really <laughs> to the first, is that down after to he business. got sick I don't think so, but uh-huh. it's almost like he's sad that he has to fit everything into 30 minutes, so he doesn't do any of the extra talking. He's like, downward dog, up to upward dog. We're going to go down to Vince's yard, blah, blah. Just oh, keeps just, moving. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll time. be honest with you. I've gotten used to is like feeling like I'm there with him. It felt weird, man. He Not seems anymore. sad. <laughs> so anyway, um, a lot of people have no idea who that is. Tony Horton <laughs> is the creator of the famed workout program P90X. That's right. Which we, during the quarantine here in old indiana we lost about 16 pounds put it back on oh yeah and um we were doing p90x during that time yes i have finally little joy i have lost 10 pounds in the last i think three weeks congratulations man thank you working hard probably can't tell because i'm a big boy but i'm gonna keep going with it so doing a combination of p90x still and actually just watching what i eat Mm. turns out that matters So, anyway, that's who Tony Orton is. So we became very acquainted with him during the quarantine when all we had was ourselves and, and Tony. <laughs> that's it. That's all we had. Yeah. So, uh, we have a lot of questions to get to today. Um, we actually had these last week for Real Talk Live. Yes. But we got so many great questions during our first week back in Real Talk Live that we didn't get to them. Oh, dude, that was, that was so cool, man. What a good episode that was. I was very excited to be back. So. Yeah. Good times. So I guess we'll dive in, dive, dive right into some questions. And uh, if we have time, we'll talk about our lives. Yeah. Let people know where we're at for those that are interested in that. Cool. Probably not many. So I'll start out. All right. Let's lay up a little softball for you. Oh, softball. Remnant dudes. Yeah, remnant dude guys back. Thank you, sir. Remnant dudes or lady. Remnant dudes, name three of your favorite Thanksgiving foods and one dessert. Interesting. <laughs> so so, yours are probably rolls, 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 and bread pudding. <laughs> he likes bread. Bread pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a thought, man. Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy on all of them. 
because I love gravy. Sure. Dessert. Dessert wise, I don't know, man. You gotta I'm not, pick one. I'm not a huge on dessert the guy. You gotta pick one. What is usually served as a dessert on Thanksgiving? I don't even know. I don't know. What do you eat as a dessert? You've I had don't know. I usually don't eat dessert. Well, you're gonna need to pick one, or you haven't answered the man's question. Um, think back to a time in your life when you had a dessert on Thanksgiving. Perhaps it's a cookie or a brownie. Yes, actually, brownie. It's perfect. My grandma, she makes these fantastic brownies. Oh my gosh, they're there you go. You there have them on Thanksgiving. Yes. Bingo. I will go with turkey. My mom's stuffing is southern style. I don't know how to describe it. It's delightful, Um, which I used to hate as a kid. Potato salad. She makes this, especially hers again. Mustard-based. It's I have to have it. Also, this stuff (laughs) called orange salad, which is incredible. Oh, man, it's so good. It's like a a whipped cream and mandarin oranges and, like, walnuts and some other stuff all mixed together. Wow. I think Cool Whip. Not whipped cream. I think it's Cool Whip. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, des- that's probably my dessert. No, that'll be my dessert. So yeah, I think I need go. it all right. Yeah, I think you're good. Turkey, stuffing, potato, uh, potato salad, orange salad. There it is. Done. Orange salad. Man, salad is such an interesting and universal f- food. Salad? It's not actually a salad. Like, there's no greens in it. Gotcha. It's a salad it's just in the a sense mixture. A, correct. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a... Uh, it's a lie. Just like fruit salad? It's a, yeah, which is also not a salad. It's a complete lie. You know what they <laughs> should they call, they call it? it a salad? Fruit mix. What is considered a salad? Why is it called Look a it salad? Up. I'm curious. Now I have to. I'm very curious. You better buy, I'm going to buy you time. Yeah, some orange salad. There's green salad, I think, made with cool whip. Cool whip. I can't uh, do it. Cool whip. Cool whip. You're the slowest typer in existence. It just says a salad is a dish consisting of pieces of food in a mixture, sometimes with at least one raw ingredient. Oh, so it does fit. Apparently. Oh, is okay. often dressed and is typically served at room temperature or chilled. Yeah. Yeah, orange salad's chilled. So that's interesting that salad literally doesn't mean it has to be lettuce. Correct. Just a salad is just a mixture of food. Turns out that people who speak the English language that name things knew what they were talking about. Weird, man. Alrighty. We've gotten a lot of complaints and compliments about these new mics. I can't wait till we get our arms. Yeah, the arms. Why did I switch topics? Because I had to move it and someone's going to say something. That's fair. Your turn. All right. So, next question we have here is, it's a little long one, so bear with me. Oh, no. Just trade. Trade? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, nope, you're not doing it. <laughs> Let's be real, man. You know how long that's this would take. That's a flipper, too. All right. Uh, you can go, though, still. Okay. Um, Todd and AJ, what three things are you most thankful for this year? I'm thankful for friends that are like family. Mm. That's one. Thankful for... Hmm. I know it sounds cliche because it's a little different than friends, but I'm thankful for my family. Yeah. I mean, my uh, church family, although I love my family too. <laughs> um, just very, very thankful for this community that the believers that we're in. I'm thankful for God's grace, man. Mm. I'm, not, I'm serious. I'm so, so in need of it all the time. So very thankful for that. That's so good, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of on the same boat, you know. I'm very thankful for for this church who is very, you know, they've just more and more each year increasingly become my family more and more. I'm very thankful for for you guys in particular. Um just walking life out with me even when it's not easy, whether that's, you know, we're having to bear with each other or you have to you guys have to bear with me or you know just the grace the grace that is shown 
within, you know, the guys is is truly I feel like it's truly special. You know, I think we we go through seasons of, you know, regression or we go through, you know, seasons of, you know, just high, you know, just, you know, I guess rolling high, you know, and we're always there to try to make it, you know, the best it can be no matter what. And I think, I don't mean, I'm super thankful for it. You know, I take it for granted a lot, but what a cool, what a cool thing to be a part of and just being able to get closer to you guys over the years. It's, it's been special. So that's it. So the remnant, uh, you guys, and man, I'm just thankful for Jesus, man. Like you said, I know it's cliche, but you know, the more, the more I act like that, that, you know, it's all real, the more I am thankful for it. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, how could that not be? <laughs> it's crazy. I had a talk with a young a young man, teenager about that and trying to get him to understand that it's real. Because a lot of the doubts and things that come out of our minds are when we focus on this life and how hard things are. Mm. But that's the beauty of the gospel and of Jesus is that he he the answer to that is in the Bible. It's hard because of sin and because we've rejected him and we do our own thing and it's just interesting man it is real anyway mm. number seven this is actually referencing you guys can look this up online there was a this this man has passed away now but very powerful he's a pastor i believe his name i think his mm-hmm. name was david wilkerson or okay. Wilkinson, i think but he did something called if i were the devil you may have heard of it before. yes i've seen it pretty powerful and it's very relevant to today and he wrote this back i believe in like the 70s or something yeah 60s 70s it, or something. spoke it yeah um it's it's powerful. I first heard this probably 70 years ago, first time. But anyway, this, this question relates to that. It says, an updated, if I were the devil. I keep people very busy. I would feed people all kinds of entertainment. Examples, smartphones, video games, Hulu, Redbox, YouTube, TV series, and all kinds of game apps for phones. I would make sure people get the news from misleading sources. I would make it legal to kill babies after birth. I would teach children that hard work and discipline are things of the past. I would teach people to look to the government to meet all their needs. I would teach kids to listen to the to teachers and the government and not their parents. I would teach people that God is a myth and not real. I would make sure that God is the last thing on their mind at the end of the day. I would fill their hearts and minds with fear, worry, and desperation. My goal is to make sure people have no time for God. Am I doing a good job? I mean, it's a punch in the face. When you look at the general consensus of life and the people, yes, doing a very good job, you know. It's powerful, man. And you said, do you know what they mean by updated? Like, is it just like a, did they like They did their it? own version. Okay, Like, gotcha. trying to say, like, what we're seeing now. Yes. And you're right, a big part of that, that clip that I saw of it, and it was creepy, was like, yeah, you're right, it did apply to a lot of what today was, you know. And I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe you, I'm wrong, but... I feel like just like how we say Jesus is the same as he was, you know, yesterday, he is today, and he always will be forever. Yeah. It makes me kind of wonder if the enemy is like that too. He's the same as he always will be. Well, he's always been a liar. The Bible says that. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. like, it makes me wonder if, like, yeah, he does use the same tactics and it works, you know? Yeah, I think the same general tactics, but I think he, as far as, like, take your eyes off God, focus on yourself, yeah, focus on this life and, the, uh, you know, or, that was weird. And the uh, specifics of life, but I think the way that he goes about that seems to change. So, like smartphones didn't exist fifty years ago. What was right. it fifty years ago? Oh. It's still something. It's like the ultimate adapter. Mag- yeah, man. I mean, 
Change with the times. Yep. Uh, whoever wrote that is pretty powerful. I, th- I would agree. I think that a lot of what you said in there is convicting and true and Absolutely. powerful. And, you know, um, boy, if you can't feel it in our culture today, it's becoming more obvious mm. the rejection of Creator, rejection of God, the uplifting of self uh, as an idol. What I want, I am God, right? I mean, that's the, that's the, basis of it yeah my truth my way don't tell me what to do i deserve to be happy how dare you make me feel bad how dare you make me feel me 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 i i i it's all about me and i and the more you focus on me and i the less you focus on we and him so i think uh yeah i think it's pretty good pretty powerful so that's really good and i think that This is kind of off topic, but it made me think about when you're answering that the question was the idea of, of conviction, right? Because you said, like, you know, you feel very convicted about it. Because I do, too. But here's the thing that's weird about conviction, I feel like, at least for me personally. I feel like whenever I feel like I'm being convicted of something, I feel like I just, like, flip the switch entirely. And, like, I just try to, like you said, I'm an overcorrector. So, like, if I feel conviction sometimes, I try to just completely like <clears throat> and like go like zero to 100 on it like do you ever feel that way <laughs> um i think i know what you mean but i think for people listening you're watching you might can you like unpack that a little like give an example so like, like a made yeah. up example even so like even going back to that like say like the, you know use smartphones. smartphones exactly like there's times where you know if i felt convicted about that there's times where i just want to be like i don't want a phone then i'll just get rid of my phone and like it's just weird, like, like, because it makes me wonder if that's wrong or is that just, are you doing too much? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's weird. To you ready? Me. So this is the thought I had immediately. Sometimes it's, could it be protective? Like, could it still come out of, I don't know. <clears throat> Selfish place. So if someone comes in and says, hey, you can't play ba- basketball in the house. Fine. Then I won't play basketball at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you should put your phone down and, you know, spend time with me. Fine. Then I'll just get rid of my phone. Sometimes we're like kids, man. I don't know. Yeah, that I think, makes sense. I, I like that. I think some of the times we just don't ask God. You know, I, do you do you feel like you actually believe, or we as Christians do actually believe He interacts with you individually, or no? Meaning, like that you can say, God, what do I do with this feeling of smart? Or you just feel like you're kind of like, yeah, He loves me, but at the end of the day, He's not really active in my life. Mm. I think He's active. I think I forget that He. He knows me better than myself, and therefore, like, he knows the details. Like, he knows. But, I mean, like, do you believe, me. let's say that situation. Yeah. Do you do you think, I guess you can start with you, and then we can think of we as Christians. Do you think, okay, I have this conviction on a smartphone. Do you think you could, you if you ask God what I do with that conviction, he'll answer? Or do you think you don't live in that reality? Um, Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he'll specifically guide you in that. Um, I think that I am 50-50. I mm-hmm. think it depends on the situation. I think it... Mm-hmm. Like so, like something like that. I think my mind naturally says that's too like it's minuscule, doesn't matter, even though it does matter. So like he will answer big things, but not little things. Yeah, that's how yeah. I can feel sometimes. That's a, I think we do that a lot. I guess you know, and so that's why we make a decision on our own. Maybe that's why we feel pressure. So it's like God comes in and he says, "Hey, you need to straighten this place up and make it look like a a room." And then he just walks out, and you have you're the one that has to go. Well, what, what do you mean? Like, how do I put? Where do you want things put? Yeah. So then you got to figure it out instead of thinking that he's actually in the room going, "Hey, let's clean this room together." You put that there. I'll put that here. Like, we don't actually believe in a specific 
mm. guidance. Well, we definitely have it in the Bible, right? But like maybe even like like like, but maybe even <laughs> things that aren't as clear. We just don't feel like we don't feel as though He will guide us. Sometimes it yeah. seems like people think that, which is probably a lot of their stress. I'm trying to live lately in sense. this concept that I can actually ask him things and he will lead and guide and direct me. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. the Holy Spirit, part of the Holy Spirit's job is to, is to lead, guide and direct us. So. That's, I like, it's, I like the way how I like how you explain that because it, it helped me a lot because like, I, I <laughs> like we're doing the like thing today. Yeah, apparently. I that, man. Sorry for the phone guys checking real quick. So, I think that I personally struggle with that because I look at situations and I think I just immediately get selfish or I just want to take control, which I guess is still a selfish thing anyway. Like I think I think I'm much more of a controller than I let myself think I am. Oh, absolutely. That's really cool that you can see that. Because yeah, people wouldn't think that by your personality. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny, man. Whenever I say out on the pulpit, I say I'm a controller. Yeah. I think people think that means I'm confessing and wanting to control everybody else. Believe it or not, that isn't really necessarily who I am. If you're close to me, I'll try to control a situation. But it's it's I always want to control my own my own yeah. area, right? And it's still bad because what happens is then that can spill on other people. Right. So I that, mean that's so really good. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, because I've always looked at myself as like, oh man, I'm laid back. You know, I'm not trying to control anything. You yeah. know, but like really, like I am a controller. Like I think I we all are to a degree. Yeah. You know? Anyway, you're up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Okay, I did that one. So, <laughs> Remnant Dudes. Episode 91 was awesome. Episode 91 stirred up some deep thought in me. Does the Bible talk about visitation from an angel and we would be unaware it was an angel? Yes, it does. Um, man, I couldn't tell you at the top of my head which book. I could look it up. It might mm-hmm. be Hebrews. Um, I don't remember for sure, guys, off the yeah. top of my head. But... Bible talks about, you know, be careful how you treat people because there have been people who have interacted, let's say, that old saying, like a homeless person. I don't remember the phrase they said, but who is an angel in disguise. Mm. Bible's filled with times that, you know, angels are real. God has used angels as messengers, all those kinds of things. So absolutely it's possible that we'd be unaware it's there. One of the things we need to remember about angels, though, if they were to appear, is angels always give glory to God. They never Mm. glorify themselves. And... Um, if we were to see an angel in its true form, we would be horrified and terrified. Pro- yeah, it's weird to think about. But I think it's pretty interesting they bring this up because that verse, now I want to, I got to look it up because otherwise people are, part of Real Talk is helping guide people to that. Yeah. Um, give me I, just a second. I know that, I know that angels are referenced. Angels are real. Um, they're definitely referenced more than once. And I always find it interesting how, kind of like what you said, like how they, how they, it is Hebrews. Yes. Nice. Well Hebrews done. thirteen two. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for some have entertained angels unaware. So what if you have interacted with angels, man? That's freaky. Pretty crazy, right? Yes. That's freaky to think about. Because like when I try to sit here and think of like when <laughs> I don't even want to try. If I try to yeah. reflect and think of a time, like wow. when, when could could it have been one possibly? It makes me like yeah. <laughs> so based on that, that verse alone, Hebrews thirteen two tells us absolutely that's possible. Mm. And I know there's another section somewhere, and I don't remember if it's in Hebrews or not either. But I know that I think 
when they're talking about when they seen Angel or what what they later found out was an angel was like they couldn't like see right it was like like their their eyes were like fire or something mm. like it was just like yeah most of the time when people saw angels they fell to the ground and said oh my gosh don't kill me or they started trying to worship them <laughs> and then the angels would go no 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 I'm not don't worship me like I'm which should tell you something these things that we see that we're like well this has to be God they're like oh oh we're not God wait like trust me we worship actual God imagine that imagine seeing something that is so godlike your instinct is to fall to the ground. And fun turn Clint's making me panic. He's looking at the camera confusingly. You know I'm a squirrel, man. I can't handle that. He he just did this. You guys probably couldn't hear me. He went and looked at the camera. Like reminds me of the time we filmed for 45 minutes. We've done this twice where we filmed, and a couple weeks ago it was 10 minutes, and it was a good one. And then back in the first season, very beginning, we filmed an entire episode, 45 minutes. And it wasn't on, or it was know. dead, or something. Or like, yeah, or like it ran out of room, or something. Mm-hmm. That was from a phone, and, and that that was sad. <sighs> anyway, angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wait, on wait, wait. Clint. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, that? man. This reminds me of like uh, the portrayal of angels, like in like even like Hollywood, for example. It makes you wonder if, like, obviously, like I don't think they're they're human. Like figures, you know. Or uh, they describe I, they can, them pretty. They can turn into those, at least. Yeah, like, man, they they, can, they look pretty crazy looking. Like some of the descriptions of different types of angels, there appear to be different types too, based mm-hmm. on the way the Bible talks. So, because I remember, oh man, what's it's one of my favorite movies. You're gonna say City of Angels again? Is that what it is with Nicolas Cage? Yes, you've referenced this so many times. I love that. movie. <laughs> I've never seen with it. Meg Ryan. Yeah, so good, man. And like, I don't know. What's interesting about about that movie, for example, is. You know, as an angel, like he can't, he doesn't feel emotions, and it makes me like, I wonder that would doesn't. No, sound. no, uh, City of Angels is not a biblically based <laughs> no, film. No, just to make sure not. everybody knows that. Yeah, anyway. exactly. It just, it's just, it's interesting how people portray, yeah, angels, yeah, or even just God in general in like movies when, like, like you said, when they're not biblically backed, they're just that's how it is. Yeah, thoughts. That doesn't mean there's not. Yeah, it's you know little yeah, it, nuggets in there. It's an interesting movie. You I should just, watch it. Sometime. I just want to make really sure people good. aren't like. Hey, they said if I, like, <laughs> yeah. I want to fall in love with an angel too. Like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know, man. That, the whole concept of angels is pretty interesting. Uh, we don't talk about this. We talk about demons a lot, but not angels. Mm. You know, there's also a, a verse, and I can't remember specifically, but it seems to imply that um, definitely children have angels watching over them, kind of one specific angel, which mm. the implication would be we all do. So the idea of guardian angels in itself may not be, you know, completely biblically based, yeah. but. But there does seem to be some biblical backing to that concept that there are angels that watch over us. So right? crazy. I always remember that. We talked about this a long time ago. One of the most interesting angel references in the Bible is there is a story of a prophet who had been praying uh-huh. to God. I cannot remember again. I could look it up possibly um, later. But this is in the Bible. And he, he keeps praying for, I believe, days. No wow. answer from God. This angel shows up, and he goes, where have you been? To the angel, and the angel says, I'm sorry, I got held up by the prince of the east. So essentially, long story short, battling some sort of demon in the heavenly realms, you know, <laughs> that was trying to stop him from getting to him, which is it's just an interesting concept. Well, and I feel like I feel like it makes the reality of, like, you, you're in a war with things that are unseen, like... Our battle's not against flesh and blood. Powers and principalities in the... Forces this dark yes. realm. Yes, and so like I, stuff's real. I always get this visual whenever I think about this. I always get this visual of us like we can even like like Stephen, you and I sitting here right now, like 
there is a plane of existence that we cannot see Absolutely. right now. Mm-hmm. And there is, like What's you said. What's going on there? Yes. Yeah. There is literally angels and demons yeah. in that plane fighting. What's interesting is do they just interact? Or do they see each other all the time? That's right. Dude, that's my still, assumption is, this is interesting. my assumption is like, we're no, we know they're not omnipotent and omnipresent, meaning they're not everywhere at once. They're not yeah. all powerful, both. So, so I don't know, but I do think that's interesting. Um, you know, the thing about the Bible is, and I want to tell this to everyone, is it's a thin line between like understanding this stuff and talking about it and diving into mysticism, hyper-spiritualism, um, yeah. occult, right? <clears throat> you know, the Bible talks about, in general, don't be too obsessed yes. with this kind of stuff. Because, you know, I can lead into some crazy places. Oh, yeah. There are uh, spiritual spiritualists, not Christians, who will who will talk about even manipulating angels and doing rituals to summon angels and really? talk to angels and, like, who are they really talking to? Yeah. Because an angel, a true angel, would always direct people glory to God, right? Mm. Well, you know, story in the Bible when they were trying to uh, resurrect... Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Moses? Was it Moses when they're trying to res- Was it Saul? I don't know what you're talking Oh, you're talking about when Saul summoned Samuel, like went to the medium for Samuel? Samuel. Samuel that's what it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one, too. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that many times. That story's yeah. interesting. Who was that? <clears throat> was it Samuel? Was it a spirit that God used, allowed to happen to, you know, because we know that. I don't know. It's an interesting concept. We're getting way off the reservation right now, though. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Hey, great question. So, answer to your question, uh, the Bible says that it's entirely possible that yeah. we have, you know, be careful how you talk to treat people because it could be an angel unaw- and you're unaware. But remember, the point of that verse is to treat people with honor and dignity as though they were. If you would treat an angel differently than a homeless person, yeah. there's a problem, too, mm. right? Treat everyone with that kind of honor. All right. <clears throat> Remnant dudes. Remnant dudes. What is your favorite childhood memory of Thanksgiving? My favorite childhood memory of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed watching the Lions on Thanksgiving. Lion? Oh, dude! For some reason, I thought you meant like National Geographic. Someone like a, someone like a I literally did. I was like, I enjoy watching lion shows. Safari time on Thanksgiving. Which is so ridiculous that I've went so long now. Everyone that knows me well knows I love football. Played mm-hmm. it forever. Love watching it. But I have gone so long now without watching football, that when you said Lions on Thanksgiving, my mind went to the carnivore that rooms the Serengeti, right? <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Yeah, man, that, that's probably my favorite, one of my favorite memories as a kid even was being able to watch the Lions every Thanksgiving. You're a lucky guy, though, because as a Lions fan, this area showed a lot of Lions games, even on normal Sundays. It's true, yeah. Bears, right. Lions, Colts, mm-hmm. those three, you always got to see. Yes, so even like... And, yeah, those three, yeah. You know, Bengals sometimes, weirdly. Yep, that's right, the Bengals. I would always enjoy, especially in the John Kidna era. I love John Kidna, man. John Kidna is like the sole reason why I even started liking the Lions. Like, who is this guy? They're like, he's out of touch, you can't win, and you'd win sometimes. But, you know... <laughs> eight and eight, baby. Yeah, that's right. Hey, so, we got a connection, Cowboys fan to Lions, because John Kidna also played for the Cowboys. He did, that's right, man. So... John, yeah, John Kenton started my love for the Lions, and I don't know, man, I've been a fan ever since, and every every Thanksgiving, I really enjoy watching him play, so that's probably one of my favorites, and honestly, just being with family, that's yeah. a big one, too, especially nowadays, like, 
you know, being being older now and not being around that, you know, not being around, it's fun to go see my family and be able to say hi and, you know, talk about life a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, that's good, man. I would say the same when I was a kid. Cowboys games were on every Thanksgiving. I got to watch Cowboys, but just being around family. The, I guess when I look back, that feeling of no one had to be anywhere. Mm. We were just there. Yeah. And that, clearly, even today, I like when people are just present. So I think that was cool. Um, I mean, and my mom was cooking. <laughs> That's right. I love rolls. And my family, <laughs> since they know I love rolls, they always make a whole bunch of them and see how many I can eat. So that's always fun. And some things never change. Nope. Uh, I'm out of questions. Me too. I thought you had one more about Thanksgiving. You didn't? Mm-mm. I had two, and I get, we switched one because one was really long. That's fair. Well, anything else you want to say or share or going on in your life? Um, <laughs> Where's the good Lord leading you? <laughs> so I had the privilege and just, you know, what a cool opportunity to, you know, preach this last oh, Sunday. yeah, big day for you. So that was cool, man, and <clears throat> very surreal. You know, looking back on that day, you know, I know God was with me because I didn't feel, you know, as, you know, stressed or, you know, freaked out as I probably usually would have been. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's funny because, you know, you can relate to this because you said, you know, you're very used to going up and talking to people, you know, because, you, you know, you love to preach. But, like, you know, for example, if you go up to go, like, sing, for example, you're like, Different world, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I kind of come from a similar background, except it's flipped, you know. So I, it was cool because it had been a long time since I've done any sort of presentation like that. Like, I had, you know, literally, I don't think I've done anything like that since like my last presentation of high school <laughs> for whatever whatever I did for class. I don't remember what it was. I remember it being like five minutes <clears> long. <throat> I was like, never had to do a presentation again in my life. Well, you've done kind of presentations at the beginning of service every week. No, yeah, you I think get, that that's helped fair. at all. Yeah, Genuinely? I think it definitely helped. Yeah. You know, it, I wasn't as nervous as like people who probably don't get to do that every every week. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, man. And like, you know, I was a lot more comfortable up there than I thought I was going to be. I guess you know, when it comes to because I was definitely nervous about like I know what this means to be up here and do this. So mm-hmm. this is really like that was nerve wracking. But as far as like actually going up there and just like talking. It wasn't bad. Like, I thought it was, you know, I think I was I was a little stiff. <laughs> mm. But, other, you know, I think other than feeling a little stiff, you know, it, it was so cool. And what a cool opportunity to just go do that. And I don't know, man. Did you go back and watch it? I did. Watch the whole thing? Watched. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. And it went by a lot quicker than I thought it was going mm. to. I was like, how is it only like 20 minutes? That's crazy. <laughs> I told you guys when I first started preaching here at The Remnant. Probably um, less than 20. Huh? It was probably less than 20, honestly. When I, there would be, we had this really cool couple, in case they ever watch, they probably won't, but their name's uh, Don and Sheila, older. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So, so, such godly people. But they would come, they go to, they went to another church, but they would come support us. Yeah. And just watch on Sundays, which I thought was so neat. That is awesome. And uh, <laughs> I remember one of the things they said, I was like, man, Todd, I took it as like a backwards compliment, but this is to encourage you, like, really love it. We just, you just get up there, get it in, get it out. Yeah. Like, you know, so 15, 20 minutes, man. And I, as you, as you get more comfortable, you, you know, clearly it'll, it, it will get longer. Yes. But being shorter is not always bad. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to get to the point. So I thought it was good. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll be more comfortable too. I think the thing, the more you do it. I think the thing for you to be encouraged about is you just, you're naturally engaging, which helps. Yeah. So, you know, that's good. Thanks, man. Proud I appreciate you, man. it. You did good stepping up there. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, super cool, man. Like, 
it's interesting. Did your pops get back to you? Did he watch yeah. it? Yeah, what he did. He, did. he was very proud. Said, you know, very proud of you. You know, love you very much. So, and I had I had multiple family watch, which is really cool from both sides. You know, my mom and dad's side. So it was it was super cool. You know, had a lot of people reach out, and just even had a couple of old friends reach out even and say, "Hey, man, like Saul, you you know, you did that really. That's really awesome." So it was cool. Um, you gonna send it to your mom? Yeah, I sent her a link. Nice. Yeah. So <clears throat> did she get to watch it yet? Do you know? I'm not sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it was neat, man. Hopefully do that next year, too, that perspective series. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, now that I've got, like, I've done one, it, it makes me definitely want to do, do it again. Like, I, I can already, like, I can I can tell that it's one of those things where it's almost like a tattoo, <laughs> where, like, once you get the first one out of the way, you're like, okay, now, now I know what it's like, and, and I realize, like, oh, that was, I enjoyed that. It was mm-hmm. fun. So it makes me already want to be like, oh, I want to do it again. So that's cool, dude. It was very, I don't know. Just surreal, I guess. I would have never thought I would be in a place where I would be doing that, but I did. And God, man, that's all I have to say is God. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, water jug fell. <clears throat> yeah, it was cool. It was good. I was proud of you. You guys did good. Um, production guy Blake preached one, too, earlier yeah. Earlier in the series. Um, all the guys did a great job. Uh, you know, Brandon and Zeke. Yep. Uh, Blake, you, am I missing, I feel like I'm missing no, It was four. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was four, okay, yep. good. Yeah, it was good, I enjoyed that, I thought it was awesome. It's always neat to, I don't know, whenever I got to watch you guys, I was able, I don't know, I had these weird flashbacks to when I met you till now, you know, God God moves, but God. That's right. So it's cool. <clears throat> um, Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's been good, you know, it's interesting when you have something like that happen because it's such a big point in life. Yeah. Like, and but and it's one of those things where like it's not like it's not a a hidden big point in life. Does that make it's sense? Out there. Yes. Yeah, like you know, like well, yeah. this is a moment. Like this is big. So it's interesting because like the leading up to that feels really big, and then you're in it, and then when you come down, it's like anticlimactic or um not anticlimactic. It's more like it's like. Watching like when the sun sets, like it sets and like it's a big event, and now it's just dark. Now you're just kind of like, "Well, that was bleak." <laughs> and was like, you, there was joy, and then it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I guess even though there's beauty in the night, you mm-hmm. know, like, well, now you understand a little bit when I tell you that I get what do I, you know, hey, you ever get sad? Sunday nights, Monday, yeah, it also drains you. That is true. That. I was very exhausted. I got this huge headache after. It was Yeah, man, you get a lot of stress headaches. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're stress related now. <laughs> so but other than that, yeah, that sounded really depressing. I didn't even mean it to be yeah, that depressing. Yeah, I did. You wow. were so, that is you, man. You were like this dark poet. Like <laughs> life is great, but also bleak. <laughs> <laughs> so but joy comes in the morning and then it fades. <laughs> so, just you did a good job. I'm excited for you. I appreciate you. it. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, my yeah, how, how I'm how doing? Are you doing. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. <laughs> you can't sit around waiting for it. AJ. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> we haven't done the kind of how we're doing in a while, and I don't yeah. think I came in prepared because I used to try to at least think through what I've been going through. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of some exciting stuff coming up, I guess, to share with people. So we've had this dream for a long time. 
uh, sort of a couple. So our church, we want, we don't, there are a lot of amazing churches doing amazing things and we don't want to, why try to go fill a hole that another church is already doing a good job in, right? Yeah, makes sense. So, because it's not a competition. So one of the things we've done is try to find ways, where does, you know, what God's called us to, the the niche he's called us to, the people he's called us to preach to, um, everyone, but, you know, who we seem to reach, how do we continue to do that in a way that that fills a need in our yeah. community and in the world, right? One of the things is social media. We've inexplicably, the Lord's allowed us to reach a lot of people and, and helped our platform. Amen, dude. It's, for, it's for our size, man, our, you know, our, our reach is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, all glory to God for that. And I mean that. Amen. But with that, a couple of things we had was this idea of a different campus, particularly in my hometown. Uh, yeah. I'm from the Napanee area. Five, seven, if you're here four. in Indiana, I love, I'm very passionate about my town. A lot of people would say, you know, Todd, what's same, same, kind of question we get here, why would you go to a town that has a lot of churches? Yeah. And it's not an indication that they're, or it's not a, not anything about them doing anything wrong, but listen, there are people not, that don't know Jesus there. It, and, yes. you know, how do our church or the culture we've created here, whatever, tends to reach to a couple of different demographics that a lot of churches don't. And one would be that 18 to 25, which if you look in church statistics is, like just, they're not going to church. Yeah. And for some reason, the Lord has allowed our church to be a place where they go. <laughs> they're, and they show up and they go here. And, you know, how do, what have we done? So that's part of it. What have we done to, to what culture we've created that enables people to want to come and feel comfortable that that age bracket? So how do we go into Napanee, for instance, or anywhere? It could be different places. Yeah. And reach those people. And I have a heart for that place because sometimes small-town America... American general are the hardest people to reach for Christ because there's this version of Christianity that's it's kind of Jesus light, so you can be a Christian, yep. but they're pro- they may not be because they don't they've never really understood what it is to surrender to Jesus as Lord. So that's sort of that's one thing. Gosh, and the other thing is this idea of we want to do something called Remnant Ministries, which is just going and supporting. Maybe it's not going to be our campus, but we can help other churches that had the same vision and go in there and show them and teach them. And not in a humble way. Yeah. Hey, this is what's worked for us. How can you use this model in your church to reach those same people? Here's what's worked for us. Show you, teach you. Because we want to share that. So an opportunity's kind of arisen in my hometown with a, a, a church there. I don't know what's going to happen. But he'd been on my heart for, I'm for excited, months, right? Man. You know this. Yes. This church had been on my heart for months. Yes. This guy, we're not super close. Um, but I respect and admire him. Yeah. I know it's hard for God. And uh, I just reached out to him. You know me, randomly. I think it was like 10 o'clock, and I was like, hey, man, crazy story. Stone <laughs> denomination. Da, 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 he said, and I go, what do you think about not being and dude? <laughs> so anyway, he's coming here tomorrow. Um, and I don't want to give too many details, but he's coming yeah. here tomorrow. So to see what our vision is, see what his is, and see what maybe God's leading us to. Because it turns out he had been praying they had no clue of this, yep. that, that someone would come alongside him and help him in the ministry. God, man. And that is so surreal. So tomorrow, oh, if you don't know, this would be Wednesday. Yeah. He's coming here too, which I'm very excited for him to meet you and the rest of the team. And uh, Wednesdays at our church are crazy. We got, <laughs> yeah. So all on Wednesdays, it's, it's like we try to fit everything on one day sometimes. So we've got worship practice. Um, for us, it's 
busy. We got staff meeting, worship practice, met our women's group meets that day. Cleaning team. Cleaning team cleans. comes in and does clean. So it's really exciting. The kids are here running around. We've got a group of kids that go back and play some games while the worship team's practicing, but a group of teens. So it's just a really fun, high energy day. So I'm oh, excited yeah. for him to come. Um, but also like, man, how do I fit all this in? You know, and because he's in, he's in a time crunch, he can only come. So I'm excited. He can only come for a certain amount of time. So, you know, pray for that. I'm excited about it. You're gonna get a chance to meet him. I'm excited. I don't man. know, man. Um, those of you watching, pray for that. You know, we, I don't know. God puts us in this place always of just taking these big steps that people be like, "Why are you doing this?" Yep. And we do it anyway. God doesn't make sense, man. Or sometimes we try not to. For instance, a field. Well, you know, we're not gonna do it this year. And then mm-hmm. God goes, "Oh, really? Here it is. And here we are." Yep. So, all of that. I don't know. It's like one of those moments since you just talked about it where I realize how real it all is. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the odds, man? Qu- that's not a coincidence. That no. I reach out to this guy, and he had just the week before, the literal week before. We haven't, we haven't been talking. This we is, don't talk. The week before, he prayed that someone would come alongside him. Th- this is similar to, like, the story, and it's funny because we don't ever look at this in our own lives. We hardly mm-hmm. ever think about this. But that's like, um, oh, what's his name? It's, it's the man who went and, and told Paul, like, Oh, yeah. Because yeah. God told him, like, hey, there's going to be a guy. a guy. And Paul is like, I can't go to Paul. You know, <laughs> he he's going to kill him. me. Yeah. <laughs> Saul, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So I can't remember what his name was. I can't either, but I know the guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so cool it's like that moment. Like, It's true, man. So we'll see what happens. Um, I love our church because we're just a bunch of wild people, man. I mean, we had a couple member meetings uh, the last couple weeks, and they're just behind it. They're just they're special people. So, so are you guys that listen and watch? You're part of our fam, right? Absolutely, the Pod Squad. Pod so Squad. We're so excited. I want a shirt that says Pod Squad. <laughs> so we're excited about that. I'm excited about that. Um, sometimes I don't talk to you about this enough, but because I don't feel like I can. But I'm just sometimes sitting around going, "How in the world am I doing this? Like being a part of this? Like I told you Sunday, I think mm-hmm. if God had came and told me, He knows so much better." Than us, but if he had come and told me at age twenty, "Hey, this is what I have for you," I'm like, "I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want to be an NFL." Now I'm sitting here going, "I wouldn't trade for anything." Um, pretty amazing, and I'm literally in awe of God. And guys, if you're out there and you and God's put something on your heart to reach people for Him or to serve people, and you're, you know, the enemy, the traitor, we kind of call it, right? That yes. voice in our head that tells us to doubt that and not do it. You got to remember who we serve. We serve a God that literally split the Red Sea. You know, we serve a God that, man, just has done wild things. And, it, you know, help a guy walked on water just because he kept his eyes on Jesus. That's not just a story. So if you're out there and you have a dream or God's put something in your heart, don't let the voice in your head or the people outside tell you what's possible. We serve a God with all things, or through him all things are possible. And yeah, I think dude. our world would be a different place if his people would step out in faith. It makes me wonder all the times I didn't, you know? But any, and I've told you this, any amazing thing I've done in my life, two things are true of it. One is that people told me I couldn't do it. I'm telling you right now, that happened every single dream I had that I accomplished. They said, don't do this. It's not Mm -hmm. realistic. And the second thing is that it took faith and it took steps. I didn't always know where we're going, but you knew like there's something there. It was pretty cool, man. It is. I love this place. It's such a wonderful story, you know, coming in and just learning more and I'm so blessed that I was able to come to, you know, to the remnant as my like only church really ever, you know, because what a cool 
God knew this is where I needed to be because I probably wouldn't be who I am without it. You know what's crazy, though, man, is that there's little air quote remnants everywhere. Churches that are doing these incredible things yes. for people, for the kingdom that no one hears about. And they're stepping out in faith in their own ways, just doing this stuff, man. And uh, It's beautiful. It is. I, I, sometimes I get struck by the, the, quote, little things churches do for people. I know a couple weeks ago, shout out to actually the first church here in, in our um, First Church of God in our town. I didn't even tell you this. I don't know if I did. So I found out, I kind of saw a post or whatever, mm-hmm. where they had, had, they had cookies delivered to the teachers at the school. That's schools so cool. Who were in these pandemic times. Yeah. It's stressful. And I thought that was just a cool little way to truly love people. Mm-hmm. And, a, hey, we see you. We appreciate you. So, I don't know, man. Every God's just working. Yep. There's people all the time. And we're in such strange times <laughs> that, boy, does, does the church need to step up and... I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I was going to say something sad <laughs> to, to share a challenge, but then maybe it's good that I, I'm not remembering it now. Um, yeah, I don't remember it. But it's also just so surreal, even like like you said, you you often think about, like, how am I even doing this? Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool, man, because it just, I think you're a really good example of, you know, if you're just willing, like, he will, he will lead you. He will equip you. <laughs> It's true, you know, you because you're a guy who you know, you have gifts that God's given you, but you're also willing. You're a very willing man to you know take steps that aren't easy, and I think God knows that, and God sees that, and He goes, "Okay, let's let's do some crazy stuff." <laughs> you made me cry. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that encouragement. That's the truth of it. I just know who He is. I don't know. I had this talk with someone last night. Uh, they said, "Well, how do you you know how do you have joy?" Todd and the kind of the way you look at life because I told them that you know sometimes like I don't rely on people or because because they're talking about kind of people and being and I said well I know you know Jesus, there's a verse where Jesus said he didn't talk to them about this I'm I'm paraphrasing because he knows the hearts of men and I said man sometimes I know the hearts of people like they you can't trust them always to do the right thing and they're mean and dark and this person I was talking to was like, well, how can you have joy? And I was like, honestly, I came to this place in my life where I get joy out of doing two things, loving God and loving people. And I'm not kidding about that. Mm-hmm. I, when I keep my focus in those two places is when God can do crazy things in my life and is when I'm most content because the truth is we're all so broken that if I truth. focus on the ways that I'm not getting loved or the ways even that I am, I, it's just too easy to be let down. It's too easy to be discouraged because you know, I love you. I know you love me, but you're going to love me imperfectly sometimes. Absolutely. And if I'm focused on that and I go, okay, he didn't do the X, Y, Z for me. That means he doesn't love me. Well, if he doesn't love me, well, fine, screw him. I won't love him either. And that's where you go versus, oh man, like focusing on, if we just focus on those things, it makes these steps easier. So I guess, thank you for encouraging me. That's what keeps, keeps me moving. Yeah. And the other thing that keeps me moving is Jesus. Like he is my example. You and I talked, I think we talked about that. Oh, Jason. It reminds me yeah. of Jason on Real Talk, but we're similar. Yep. You know, he said, a lot of this journey for me, he's married now. He's like, I am, I don't know. I don't have an example in my life of a father or a father figure who taught me how to be a man who loves Jesus or even love my wife like Jesus. And he said, you know, I see that in people in my church and people I've met, mm-hmm. but I don't have that, you know, in God. And, and that's what I feel is... My example is Jesus, and some, they're like, well, that's depressing. I was like, it isn't. It keeps me focused on the goal. You know, my standard, and it also keeps me, I'm not perfect, but it keeps me from comparing. 
Because, yes. you know, you'll always find someone you're better than. Sure. Right? As opposed to when you understand that Jesus is the standard, mm-hmm. it keeps you real humble. Absolutely. And it keeps you real focused on yourself. Because I can't tell you know me. And they may not believe this. I think sometimes people think... I just say things to sound good, or at least that's what the trader tells me in my head. So then I don't tell them mm-hmm. because I'm like, they're not going to believe it anyway. But right. truthfully, you know this about me. My standard's Jesus. Absolutely. And so it's when I, I'm not perfect, but that helps those steps because when he tells me to step out of the boat, I remember many times and I go, okay, like I'm scared to death. I said, step, I'll handle the rest. You're willing. You know, I still remember. I don't say it to a lot of people. I'm not going to say it on here. Sorry, but time that God very that this church started, and I said, "What if they don't listen, God?" And He said, "You know, I I told you to tell them. Don't worry about who listen. I'll take care of that." I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God is so good. And if you're out there, and like I said, you have a dream or a goal, or God's put something in your heart, or you say, "I can't serve in that way. I'm not gifted, or I can't do this, or I can't do that," or that you know, the trader is going to tell you a lot of times inside is going to is going to focus on your inadequacies instead of focusing on the greatness of your God. Mm. You focus on your own inadequacies, you're never going to do anything. But your God can do anything through you. So take a step of faith. You're never going to walk on water if you don't step out of the boat. It's cliche, but it's true. Amen, dude. So anyway, preach there. Didn't mean to choo choo. Anything else you want to say? Thoughts, questions, um, comments, concerns. I'm very concerned. <laughs> With um, the state of our world. Yeah. I don't think so. Unless this is, are we closing? Is that what this is? Okay. <laughs> okay. I got nothing else to say. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, episode 92, man, slowly just creeping towards 100. That's surreal. And I'm super excited to reach that that milestone, you know. You guys are so faithful. It's unbelievable. You know, I often don't feel like I deserve, you know, your your platform that you've provided for us. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please give this a share, you know, comment something on it. And if you share it, just write a little blurb like, Hey, this is what I like. So people can watch it too. You know, this is not for Todd and I, this is for Jesus. This Mm -hmm. is for you guys to know who he is. Um, and you know, and to provide you a place where you can ask questions that are hard to, to ask people sometimes. So, you know, thank you guys for, always sticking with us you know you guys have with your faithfulness we've done so many cool things like you know seven countries listening to us on a podcast and having a thousand downloads Mm. you know that's you guys that's not us you know we just sit in front of a camera and talk and you guys listen for some reason so (laughs) so thank you guys um from the bottom of my heart i love you and uh thanks well, hey, man, thank you for all your good hard work. Fun turn, Clint. Appreciate you, buddy. Production guy, Blake, for uh, for Real Talk Live. And, yeah, big shout-out to you guys watching and listening on the podcast. We really do love you guys. I It feels like your family. I haven't even talked to some of you. Some of you have become in life family. Like, we've kind of connected through this show, so I'm mm-hmm. so, so thankful for that. We do not take it lightly that we get to come into your, air quote, homes or car yes. or bathroom, wherever you're listening to this gym or watching it. Um, we're very, very thankful and humbled. Guys, it's real. You know, in the midst of the storm of this life, in the midst of the chaos that we're going through, the the best thing I can tell you is that God is real. Mm. The gospel is real. Jesus is real. It's all real. And there's a hope and a peace that I'm telling you is above and beyond anything you can understand. When you look at it from the outside, you're like, there's no way that I can have peace in this. And it's true. You can. And because it's real. God is real. 
and he loves you right where you're at, and he wants to have a relationship with you, and he made a way to have that relationship with you, with you through Jesus. And if you don't know who Jesus is, you can shoot us a message. We'll talk to you about him anytime, or you can go read any of the Gospels. Start with the Gospel of Luke or the Gospel of John and read for yourself who he is, and I think you're going to be shocked mm. and pleasantly surprised. Like he said, um, I think you mentioned this, but hey, the link for questions or topics that talk to us or ask us about is active 24-7-365 at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real in that is R-E-A-L, in case you're listening on the podcast. I believe it's in the description of this podcast, yes. too, though. So mm-hmm. wherever you're watching this, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, I don't know, Caster, I don't remember all the names. There's a bunch. I don't know if that's one breaker or whatever. <laughs> Go and uh, <clears throat> you can use that link to interact with us. It's completely anonymous. Guys, please, if you're watching, or I'm sorry, listening on a podcast, please give us a, a review, preferably a good one, and um, share it. Share the link to it. Share it with your friends. We want to get this out there and see what happens. We have a lot of dreams to bring people on here, mm. uh, ask them questions, get other people's perspectives. If you know a pastor or a believer who's doing something cool or who has a, a I don't know, a viewpoint or a passion that you think would be awesome for people to hear and be willing to come on the show, we're open. We're open for business. Come you know, reach out to us pastors. If you're a pastor out there watching from a different church, listen, we're all part of the same kingdom. Amen. And uh, I can tell you right now, we're open to you coming on and, and chatting with us if you're willing. Hey, oh, yeah. Also, if you're watching on Facebook, you already said it. Take a second. Please, please like this video. Like it and share it with just a little blurb about why you watched it. Yep. Because you would be shocked at how many people will click on it because you suggested that. Finally, I want to talk about this. I was reminded today that today is Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. And it's where we're all sort of pushed or encouraged to give after week a weekend of shopping, right, for ourselves on Black yeah. Friday. Would you consider us here at The Remnant or Real Talk for your Giving Tuesday? It's completely tax deductible. You can, We'll send you a donation letter. Yeah. What you can give anytime at www.theremnant.life slash give. You can hit the drop-down box to either... Offering real talk, a rising up campaigning, um, which supports all the ministries we kind of do, and you will get a. Uh, not only will you get a t- tax deductible write off, yeah. but you get, um, I don't know, the security of knowing that you're investing in the kingdom and investing Amen, in what man. we're doing. So we would really appreciate it. No amount is too small. So yeah, if you'd like to join us that way, we'd appreciate you. But either way, we love you. We thank you so much. Hope you tune in next week. And if you're watching this long or listening, we go live for Real Talk Live, which has a different vibe. It's more of a, last week was our first one, more of a, a, a late night show. Yeah. And uh, we really make our guests a point of that. We get to know their stories. If you didn't check it out, go check it out last week. It's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Remnant Church of Whitley County. You can go there and, and see it. It's also on YouTube, right? Or no? Uh, not on YouTube, but we can, we, can, we can go live Yeah, I don't know week. why we don't do that. We'll do it. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> we'll we'll try to be on YouTube as well, but go like that, follow us, interact with us live. Yeah. It'll be fun. Other All than right. that, we hope you guys have a great night and truly, truly, great night, day, whatever. Truly, God bless you.